It's time for the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. We're live at Wild Wing Cafe off Sam's Drive in Chesapeake, serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's show is brought to you by Team Monarch Partners. Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics. Pepsi, that's what I like. Cox Business. Cox Business Cloud Solutions offers a suite of cloud services to help you get the most out of your IT environment. Learn more at coxbusiness.com slash cloud. The Virginia Lottery, $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay lends peace of mind by putting you first every step of the way. Optima Health and Centera Healthcare. At Optima Health, we improve health every day by providing members with quality, cost-effective health care. And Chartway Credit Union. Chartway awards $25,000 every year to the ODU Athletic Scholarship Fund for our student-athletes pursuit of excellence. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. And now, live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, here's the voice of the Monarchs, Ted Alexander on the ODU Sports Radio Network. Well, so the record's not quite where you want it to be, but you know what? They've had some close losses, and as the saying goes, you got to turn the page. When the Monarchs turn the page, what they find on the next page is the conference schedule. And in the conference, in the Sun Belt, your Monarchs are 1-0, and undefeated, in the Sun Belt. They look to continue that as they head to Coastal Carolina coming up next week. This is your Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. If you're wondering uh, why Ted sounds so smooth and attractive tonight, it's because Ted's not here. Uh, Andy Marshall with you at the helm tonight. Ted is uh, doing some work with the basketball team the uh, meet the monarchs basketball tip-off event tonight so ted is otherwise occupied but we have plenty of football to talk about and most importantly we got coach ricky ronnie here that's the important part coach how are you doing i'm doing well i'm uh you know i'm glad to be here i, I, I didn't know when you were going to address that just whether you're just going <laughs> to uh, try to say you were ted the whole time or what so no that was, that was good i mean i think uh you know we're obviously excited to go against coastal uh it's going to be a great challenge for us but i know our team has had a um you know, had a really good week of practice, really two weeks of practice, and, and, and going into this game with a lot of confidence coming back, and so feel uh, feel very good about where we're at right now. Coming off of the bye week, we'll talk about that, and we'll talk about the Chanticleers coming up. We'll talk about a little bit about last week, but before we get into any of that, we have some breaking news. Everybody ready? Breaking news. Here we go. Very important announcement just made. The JMU game is officially a sellout. JMU game has been sold out. The Dukes cracking the top 25 this week. We have received word. It is announced. JMU is sold out. All kinds of packages, tickets available for Marshall, for uh, Georgia Southern coming up. So get those tickets. But JMU is sold out. Now, let's go back last week. Liberty. Kind of a weird start in that one. Uh, interception, you got to get started right off the bat, and you lose your tight end as that Koontz goes down and out, and then the interception goes right off of the hands of Dante Anthony, and you're quickly on the back foot. One play later, just the ridiculous catch, the one-handed snag in the back of the end zone, and you got to feel like you're kind of in shock at that point a little bit. Yeah, I mean, those kind of things happen. I mean, obviously that was a tremendous play by that young man to catch that ball. I mean, I don't know what, you, what else you're going to do as the DB. I mean, the only thing he maybe could have done is try to grab him and pull him out of bounds. But, um, you know, that was a great play. Uh, you know, those, you know, those, when you throw the ball, those type of tipped balls, you know, you want to say they're never going to happen, but they do, you know. And so you've you got to continue to keep being aggressive, um, which, which overall I thought uh, Hayden was throughout the game. Um, I thought he bounced back pretty well after that and, and, and did some good things. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, obviously uh, we had that one, then we had the other, uh, yeah, the other one that was, uh, Less than ideal. Um, interception. Should, would, would have been an interception off of the safety, off of Kennedy, into their hands. It happened to be at the right place at the right time. And you're 14 nothing down on two crazy fluke plays. Yeah, you know, I think the, the thing that maybe uh, I was most proud of, honestly, maybe the entire season, was the very next offensive play or defensive play that, that you know, RK was in, um, he got an interception. 
You know what I mean? So, I mean, he made a play the very next play. I mean, you want to talk about a, a 1 0 personified right there. I, I thought that was it. And, and obviously, he, he was, you know, he was uh, pretty crushed that he. Um, that that happened on that particular play, but I, I know that he was absolutely uh, um, he came back and he played really really well in that game overall. Things settled down a little bit after that. You got your offense starting to click a little bit. I mean, it's been a struggle in the running game. Blake Watson finally had another good game for you. He up to 80 yards and a couple of good carries, and things starting to open up a little bit on the offensive side. As you said, Hayden was a little more aggressive. He got the running game going himself a little bit there. He finally pulled one. He finally pulled one, and it was wide open on the right side into the end zone. Uh, that had to feel good for him. Does it, you think, help him build some confidence to do more of that? Yeah, I mean, I thought, I th- it was, you know, I kind of, uh, we anticipated that maybe that would happen. Um, so we actually talked about it in our uh, walkthrough, you know, that day and everything. And, and guess what? He, you know, he, he responded and, and made the pull, and he kind of saw it happening. You know, that, that's a guy who watches a bunch of film, and he, and he kind of saw that that was, that was going to happen on that play. And then I thought, you know, he made a couple other runs, um, to extend drives, you know, by getting up the middle and, and doing some things. He's really improved his pocket movement throughout um, the last, you know, throughout this whole season. So I thought that, you know, taking that next step and stepping up and, and getting a first down, running the ball and doing some things like that was a, was a huge, uh, you know, that, that's going to help him out and it's going to help our entire offense out. You know, I think the other thing we did is we got the running backs involved in the pass game a little bit. Um, and, and, and obviously Blake can do that. He, he, he can be a very good receiver. So to get him involved in the passing game, I thought was also, you know, pretty critical. I came in as a wide receiver. And a lot of those times, though, people may or may not notice to get the running backs going out of the flat like that, you got to have good blocks on the outside from other receivers. And I think your receivers are starting to get some really good blocks out there. Yeah, you know, it, you know, we demand that. Coach Dubuis does a good job of getting that coached up, and, and, and our guys are playing with great effort. Um, I think, you know, some of those runs where we were down the field, guys were doing some good things and blocking on those too. And, you know, we also got some great production from other people besides Ali. You know, I mean, you saw Javon Harvey make some, make some key catches in that game, and, uh, you know, obviously a couple of them got called back. But um, I thought he made some plays that, uh, you know, showed that we can have other options on the field as well. Yeah, seven catches for Javon. We'll hear from him a little bit later on in the show, but seven catches, 64 yards, his biggest night of the season uh, for a while. That's got to, I mean, receiver position is all about confidence. It's, it's, you know, if you're thinking you're going to get it, you're not thinking. You're just going to catch the ball and you're going to go. If you're thinking about it, you're thinking, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it, you're done. Yeah. So a guy like that who's finally kind of breaks through, he's going to have some relief off his shoulders and can move forward a little bit. Well, I think the other thing is, uh, those are some hard catches. Yeah. You know, I mean, he, he, those weren't, you know, I mean, uh, th- those were some tough plays. You know, he caught the ball in traffic. He caught the ball on the move. Uh, one was low, go- going kind of away from him where he caught it and got up the sideline. You know, another one was high. Um, he was able to make that play. Um, a couple other ones were, you know, just were, were, were good balls and everything, but they weren't, they weren't exactly easy catches. So I think that as you not only you start to make those, now those easy ones become easier. And you can just, you know, play a little bit freer. You said, you know, he plays so free and so um, effortlessly and without thinking on special teams that you just want that to apply to, to offense too. And you, you started to see that in this game. He's a leading tackler on special teams. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he, he's a weapon on special teams. There's no doubt about it, you know. Um, so to be able to have him um, play that same way, that same type of fire, that same type of aggression and confidence on, on, on offense is, is critical for us. So he battled back down early came back it was 24 all late in the third quarter uh liberty's good team i mean they put up some good drives some back-to-back touchdown drives you're still coming back you still have a shot but i mean the penalties came back again at that you mean like you were just saying good catch by harvey on a fourth down on like 22 and that comes back but a lot of the i mean that's something that we haven't seen that number of penalties from this team in like ever no just a fluke thing or how do you how do you correct something like that? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we haven't had those type of penalties, you know, since I've been here. Um, you know, we earned them. I mean, they, some of them were just, some of them were not very smart. I mean, uh, you know, the pre-snap penalties like that, I mean, you, you got to, the pre- and post-snap penalties are the ones you got to get rid of. Um, you know, the, the penalties that happen within the flow of the game because you're playing hard, you're playing aggressive and doing those sort of things, those are going to happen. Um, but those pre- and those post-snap penalties, those are the ones that, you know, are inexcusable and we just we have to eliminate on both sides of the ball. So those are the things we got to get we got to get fixed. Um, 
you know, when they hurt us at, at some bad times, you know, they extended some drives for them on, on, on when we were out there on defense and, and uh, they put us behind the eight ball on offense a couple times. So we just got to make sure that uh, uh, we eliminate those and then it, use your technique and fundamental as much as humanly possible to, to you know, limit the other ones. <laughs> Now, if Tate's here, he's going to make some weird, snappy comment about how he had 14 penalties on ODU and only three on the Flames. And, I mean, like you said, I think a lot of them were legitimate calls, but is there a balance issue there? I mean, I know you can't, you know, get into it too much, but just fill it in for Ted because I know that's what he would do. He would say something weird and snappy and make some weird, goofy joke about how they got only three penalties. Yeah, he used, he would use some analogy we'd all have a hard time understanding and, uh, <laughs> and go to, but I think it – you know, it was like I said; they were earned. I mean, I, guess, I, I want it. I do. I want to sit here and say that, yeah, uh, grumble and you know, be that coach who gets upset at the refs. You know, we earned those penalties, and we either earned them because we we weren't um, concentrating and focused enough, or we didn't have our techniques and fundamentals, and our feet weren't in the right place, our hands weren't in the right place, or our eyes weren't in the right place, and. And so we earn those penalties, and, that, and that's my job to make sure that we, that we limit those. We're never going to eliminate them. If we, if we ever have a game where we have zero penalties, we didn't play aggressive enough. You know what I mean? So, you know, I'll just say that right now. We're not going to have a game where we have zero penalties. Um, but we need to limit them as much as humanly possible. And, and that's, that's the thing that, we, that uh, you know, I was, you know, disappointed in, um, mainly for myself, you know. And, and you know, there I thought, you know, I said it uh, in the post-game presser, and you know, I'll reiterate it here. You know, I thought I, I lost my composure probably uh, midway through that game, and um, and I can't do that. I can't say, hey, you guys keep your composure, but I can lose mine. I mean, you want to talk about, you know, the all-time, you know, hypocrite. That's it, and, and that's not what I want to be. I want to be a, uh, you know, somebody that the players can look to and be like, okay, he's telling us to act like that, and he's acting the right way. He's playing. He's coaching with passion. He wants us to play with passion. But he wants us to stay composed and, and be a one and no mentality, and he's doing it. So I need to do all those sort of things as well, and, and we've got to continue to do that. I guess that's the better question, though, is when, when it's kind of lopsided like that, do your guys notice that? And if they do, do you have to do anything to keep their frustration level down a little bit before they start losing it? Um, you know, I, I think they, they – I mean – they think it's lopsided, and, and All we the may time. Have, yeah, I mean, we may have one penalty, and they have seventeen. I mean, they thought it was lopsided in some of our other games, and it wasn't, right? You know what I mean? So. I mean, that's just the nature of being a player. You always think that uh, the other team's getting all the calls. Um, but that's fine. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you want, you want them to compete. You want them to, um, you want it to mean something to them. And, and having that sort of, you know, angst means that it, it, it does mean something to them. Well, we'll get... I don't want to get too far ahead, but I've heard a, a, a nugget about this upcoming crew at Coastal is the 11th ranked most flags in the country or something like that. You don't want to get too into that, but... You know, I, I will say this. You know, our, 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 our officials in this league, they do a great job. You know what I mean? And, and so if they're calling that many penalties, then that means that people are, are earning it. So, I mean, hey, guess what? I mean, no one, these officials, they don't want to be the story any more than people want them to be the story. I think that's like the big myth. Like, you think they like people, like, spitting venom at them all the time? They don't want that. They, they, they want to call a perfect game. They want to call the game the exact way that it should be called. Now, they're never going to do that. I don't know if you've ever tried to officiate before but i have because i i coach and the officials aren't always there so <laughs> as the head coach you have to officiate it's next to impossible i mean <laughs> i mean it, it, it's 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 a minor miracle that they get as many calls right that they do so you know i was uh, you know i would say that uh you know all i know is this we're gonna have two great teams go out there and battle and and uh i know that we both run some things that that uh are hard to officiate at times, you know, and, and so it's going to be it's going to be a great challenge for those guys too. But I know for it's it's going to be more about what happens between the white lines than what happens with the yellow flags. Well handled, well well handled that one. Good job, coach. Because uh, there's there's people who get into trouble with that one. <laughs> All right, we will talk more about upcoming game at Coastal Carolina. We will have interviews with the offensive coordinator, Coach Kevin Reiner. We'll have Javon Harvey. We'll hear from him coming up. All of that. Next, we talk about the bye week. Coming up right here, Wild Wing Cafe. Dear past, present.
present and future football watchers. Football is back! So consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment? Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope, sorry Susan, not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. At Optima Health, we care for our members on and off the field. With Optima Health's virtual consults, members can securely connect with a board-certified physician for non-emergency care or behavioral concerns 24-7 by phone, online, or through video chat. We offer a full slate of health and wellness tools, personal health assessments, and health coaching available on a user-friendly platform. So visit OptimaHealth.com to find out what our team can do for you. Visit OptimaHealth.com for cost and coverage details. If you're considering starting or finishing your degree online, ODU Online is ready to work for you. Your success is our priority, and we're ready to help you meet your goals. Whether you want to finish your bachelor's degree or graduate with your Ph.D., browse over 120 programs and find one that matches your ambitions. And count on our support from before you enroll, through graduation, and beyond. Visit online.odu.edu slash team and get in touch today. That's online.odu.edu slash team. Your home for college football. Hop on the train, Hampton Roads. Old Dominion Football, ESPN Radio 94.1. First and goal, Jennings and Page to the near side. Play action pass, and Wolf's going to run it far side. Hayden Wolf, a rushing touchdown. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Oh, we've been waiting for that all year. And it was wide open, and Hayden cashes in. Hayden cashes in and then cashes into a bye week. And the bye week is not necessarily an off week for everybody. And it's a cliche and everybody says it. But it's true. For you guys, the coaches, it's actually probably more active than a regular week, isn't it? I don't know about more active, but it's certainly more, uh, yeah, I mean, you sleep at home less. I mean, I was, uh, you know, I left, I left my house at probably, uh, I don't know, 5.15 on Thursday morning and I got back at uh, Saturday at midnight, you know, Saturday at about 11.45 p.m. Um, you know, I was in uh, parts of Virginia, you know, both uh, Richmond and Northern Virginia. And then I uh, was in Maryland. I was in Delaware. I was in, uh, you know, uh, New York City. So I was kind of all over the place. But it was it was a good time to get out and, uh, you know, see some people, see some, uh, you know, some players that are committed to us and, and watch them uh, play and, and, and perform really, really well. So, yeah, overall, it was, it was a good time. You know, the rest of our coaches were out. I mean, we were kind of all over the country, you know, looking at some junior college players, but we were also all over the country looking at some high school, some local high school guys So in this, in this region right here. So, in general, I thought we, uh, we utilized it well. Where's the farthest destination you sent somebody this week? Probably Kansas. I think Kansas was probably the farthest. You know, I mean, they've got they've got a good junior college league there. Obviously, we've got some connections there. So uh, I would say I would say Kansas was probably the farthest. Well, it, maybe Texas. Like, it was right there. So uh, th- those two those two spots. But then also, it's funny those same people that were there also watched uh, local high schools as well. So there's a lot of traveling. Uh, you know, we weren't we weren't uh, staying in one spot or doing anything like that. Um, but I thought in general, you know, we, we got some good work done during the week uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday and then and got a little running on Thursday. We got to see some of the young guys perform and that sort of thing and then be able to get out recruiting. I thought we, you know, utilized the, the bye week the right way. Now for players, it's important. This is probably a good position for a bye week. You're coming in just before you're starting the, the conference slate in earnest. How important is it for them to have some time to decompress a little bit and to, to heal up some? Yeah, I think I mean it's a it's a good time. You know, you want it around that fifth, sixth, seventh week. Uh, that's the time when when you really want it. You know, sometimes I've been in places where all of a sudden you've had a buy in the second or third week of the year. Yeah. And, I mean, that's terrible. And then when it's in like the tenth, eleventh week of the year, which I've had one time too. It, I mean, at that point you're just like, all right, we just want to just keep going now. You know what I mean? And, and so it's it's it, the fifth, sixth week is is kind of a perfect time. Uh, this is it, it was, it's well placed and. Uh, you know, for us, be able to um, get an extra, a little bit of extra work on, on our next opponent was, was also critical for us and, and know that, it, you know, we've got, you know, now we're in the Sun Belt. And uh, we know how challenging of a league this is going to be, and we know what we're going to have to do to, to compete 
Um, but we're also very confident that, that we can do that. I mean, we've shown we can play with anybody um, when we play the right way, and we've just got to um, keep going on that. You notice anything when the, when the guys get back out on the field? I mean, did, I, mean I know most of the time during the, that week, you're, you're using the younger guys, trying to get them some more looks and some more work. But when they got back to business this week, can you ever tell any difference that some guys just look more refreshed or just look a little more concentrated? Or did they come back a little rusty? No, I don't, I don't know if, if either. I mean, I think that what we saw was uh, probably pretty good execution because um, we already had got some reps on Coastal and that sort of thing. So um, it was really the second or third time we were running some of those plays. So I think that you, we saw some, some really good execution, and I think that that's, that that's what we saw across the board probably more than anything. So there was, there was good retention. Uh, some guys were able to get home. Some guys, you know, Let's just be honest. Some guys probably sat and watched college football all day. Some other guys probably, uh, you know, played PlayStation, did, their, did that whole thing. Um, you know, so guys all relax and, uh, you know, uh, unwind different ways. Um, so, you know, we, we tried to let them, you know, get going as much as we could. All, But, you know what, guess what? They still had school, right? Yeah. Um, I think that was one thing that kind of hit well as well. There was fall break on Monday and Tuesday. So when we did come back from the bye week, we were able to come back with no school, which was kind of a nice deal to, to, to keep the uh, to keep that going. I got dragged to King's Dominion on the bye week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's funny. A couple guys talking about doing that, you know, doing some things like that. So I, it was, uh, yeah, I, I think that each guy kind of goes and approaches it the same way, you know, or different ways. I think the guys who are from here, they want to go see their family and, and get a home-cooked meal and let's just be honest, get their uh, laundry done and, and that sort of thing. So I think that uh, – and, and they take guys home with them, and, and that's a great deal as well. Yeah, King Dominion was cool. They got all the Halloween stuff set up. Uh, the five-year-old less enthusiastic about the Halloween stuff when we were trying to get out before it turns dark and everything gets scary. It, it, yeah, that's that's a weird time, right? Because they like the candy. Yeah. But they don't like all the scary stuff. So you got to. It, you got to. You got to time it just right. Yeah, that that's when Halloween. That's also when uh, you know where I've always you know where I grew up or where I lived before this. It's Halloween. You always had to like plan your Halloween costumes around like look at the weather, right? Because oh, yeah. like all of a sudden it's like oh hey it's going to be uh, seven degrees outside. So <laughs> like we might want to go as a as a snowman this year, you know? Like so it was it was one of those sort of things where you kind of had to play it out because like there is nothing worse on God's green earth than walking around with a kid who does who who wants the candy but doesn't want to do, like, the work for the candy. Really, like, for me, that's still an opportunity to teach them about work ethics. Like, no, no we're not just, I'm not going to go get the candy for you. Yep. You've got to get the candy yourself. You know what I mean? So it's, it's one of those sort of things. And then all of a sudden they're whining about their hands being cold or all that sort of stuff. You've you got you to make sure that you, that you dress them the right way. Yeah, I can tell you here, Halloween can either be anywhere between 80 and, like, 40 degrees. It, so I know that <laughs> because my son went as a dinosaur, one of those, like, blow-up dinosaurs, right? Like, you know, the oh, ones with things yeah. going. And and he's a sweater, and he's big. And so he comes back. He was gone, and he hates candy, so he really doesn't need it. He just was hanging out with his buddies. And he comes back, and, I mean, drenched uh. in sweat. Like, I mean, to where I was like, oh, man, this is like borderline child abuse <laughs> right now. So I was like, all right, man. We, like, got him in, in something else. It was a, We got him in another outfit really quick. It, 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 it was a good deal. Experience. That's what it's all about. Yeah, no doubt. He'll remember that one, though, right? He'll, he'll, he'll remember that for the rest of his life. All right, we got experience coming up. Coastal Carolina on the way. We will hear from offensive coordinator coach Kevin Reiner coming up. Ted has an interview with him, and we'll hear from Javon Harvey coming up later on. But we roll on here from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. Come on out. Join us if you're hanging around on the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. At Shirtway, we know that it's important to support and give back, bring hope, and do good every day. We do this by raising over $14 million to help children facing medical hardship, by awarding $25,000 annually to Old Dominion's Athletic Scholarship Fund, and providing nearly $380,000 in awards to other Chartway student members. At Chartway, our people-first mindset is about doing what's right and what's kind, unlocking potential to help everyone thrive. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Knockoffs, copycats, imitators. They all share one thing in common. They always pale in comparison next to the true original. Just like the stylish and versatile Lexus RX. The crossover that paved the way for others. And it's still the best for one simple reason. Nothing else is as good as the original. 
See Priority Lexus of Newport News and Virginia Beach. High Val Industries has been proudly serving the military and commercial customers in the Hampton Roads area for over 35 years. High Val specializes in the hydraulic and mechanical repairs on all military and commercial marine vessels. The company's ability to perform efficient, high-quality workmanship and interact as a valuable team player has earned the respect and confidence of its prime contractors, partners, and commercial customers. That's why High Val and the Monarchs are a winning combination. Come join High Val in supporting all of your ODU teams. Look them up at www.highval.com. Your exclusive radio home for the college football playoffs and championship. ESPN Radio 94.1. Third down and goal. Quick pass inside. Jennings. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Another one for Ali. Not just a deep threat. He's a tough guy, too. So Ali Jennings with his sixth touchdown on the year unbelievable just tough gutty play by Ali welcome back to the Ricky Ronnie coaches show we do it Wednesdays during the football season more with Andy and the head coach in a moment I'm Ted Alexander pleased to be joined by the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Kevin Reiner coach good to see you hey it's great to see you too Ted all right you think about offense first of all it seemed the best performance of the year was last week. No time like the present. What was different from your standpoint last week against Liberty? Uh, I think it started, um, I mean, frankly, on Sunday, uh, the week before. We had, without question, our most intense and detailed week of practice. Um, that's what we, we challenged the guys to do. Um, and now it's challenging them with you know, raising the standard again. You know, we've continued to improve the improvements. We've seen that on the field. Uh, the fans have seen that on game day, but we've really seen that at practice, and that's what I'm incredibly proud of. And we were great over the bye week. Guys didn't treat that as a rest, you know, and I'm, I was really excited about today after their first day of uh, actual true game week. Really excited about how they're preparing lately. Ensemble is the word I think of to describe an offensive unit. You've got to have 11 and then some moving in concert with one another. How do you teach that? How do you get guys to understand that the guy next to them is as important as they are? Uh, I think people understand very quickly how important everyone is. Um, I think uh, maybe sometimes offensive linemen aren't appreciated, but their value is understood. Uh, certainly when, when guys make plays and, and guys give up and make mistakes. What I think takes time is the trust. And because sometimes you are making a call and changing something you're doing and you're just blindly trusting that someone got it and processed it. Or you're running a route that if someone else doesn't run his the right way, you you very well may catch that and get stroked. You know, but if he does his job and strips the underneath defender, you could catch a touchdown. You, you don't have time to check and look. I mean, that ball's coming in. So I think that's what takes time is the trust. Obviously, it's the individuals learning their assignments, and that takes time too. But before the offense can really operate, it's just banked reps of, I mean, going through long, difficult practices and hours and hours of walkthrough. And it's, it's really that when that trust takes root, that's when you see offenses get successful. And I think we're starting to see that. You talk about trust, you talk about patience and time, etc. Calling plays isn't as easy as sitting on your couch and saying, this should happen. How do you get good at that? How do you learn how to be good at that? Um, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's an experience element, and uh, there's already certain things about how I prepare uh, that I change. But, I mean, frankly, I um, a big reason why I feel as comfortable as I do right now is uh, Coach Ronnie has been really great about answering any questions. You know, I kind of started with my preparation is exactly his because I saw him do it and he was really successful. Now I'd say it's about 90%. You know, there's just a couple ways my mind works, color code something different, et cetera, et cetera. But having him down the hall where I can just go and knock on his door and ask his question, be it about a scheme thing or just, hey, what do you think in this situation? Uh, and, and he's been great about not being a Sunday afternoon analyst, but also having discussions on, hey, next time you might want to think of it this way, or hey, I got this, but maybe think about this, you know, and it's not in a gotcha way, it's in a good open discourse way that, that I feel much more comfortable when I'm up there now than I even did a couple weeks ago. Talking with Kevin Reiner, the offensive coordinator and offensive line coach for the Monarchs. It's the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show, back to Wild Wing Cafe in just a moment. Coach, the running game, so important for any football team success. How do you get it to go up a notch? How do you, how do you get it to continue to improve? The signs of life last game. 
No, there are, there are absolutely signs of life. Um, I think we just need to keep giving them opportunities. Uh, you know, some of that was we didn't execute early on. We weren't executing on first and second down. We didn't have sustained drives. And you just go back and look. I mean, we didn't snap the ball enough times. I mean, we didn't have a lot of offensive plays. We just need reps. I mean, you look at Blake, his yards for carry have been pretty good a lot. And then the other guys have had some spot runs. You know, we just need to do a better job staying on schedule um, early. Um, I need to, to stick with it. That's something I made a note of. Um, as we went, kind of talk about things I've impro- tried to improve on, uh, just and keep giving it reps and opportunities, and obviously always looking for the best angles and the best numbers and all those things in game planning that you do every week. You know, it's just as long as we can start faster. You know, uh, we've been behind and we've had some nice comebacks and done those things, but obviously time management wise, that makes it harder to run the ball as much as all of us want to. So if we start fast, we can run the ball a little bit more, and I think that'll take care of itself. Coastal Carolina, what type of problems does the defense for the shot to clears pose? Um, honestly, you can just tell that team knows how to win football games. You know, they just, it seems like someone steps up and and yanks a ball out or creates a pick or gets off a block at the right time. I have immense respect in how they play, how hard they play. Um, and you just see, I mean, they, they make plays and other teams don't, you know, I mean, they don't. They don't do a ton, but they execute and they play really hard. And they, I mean, they're creating turnovers. I mean, they created the most turnovers out of anyone in the country, you know, so we got to protect the ball. That's probably the biggest challenge that we've talked about. You know, we got to match their intensity and we've got to make the play. When you walk on that teal field on Saturday, what, what's, what are some of the things that run through your mind pregame? Um, one, it's, it's, a, it's a lot less. Uh, offensive to the eye in person than it is on film. On film, offensive is not the right word. I don't mean it as a knock. It's just different. Uh, it's way less when you're there. I feel uh, having. I, I know you're making reference to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. We've been there, you know. So it. Um, but I'm just excited. It's a conference game. We very much enjoyed this. Um, uh, this move to the Sun Belt. I know their fan support's going to be great. You see it. You see their energy. It's just. It's going to be another great road college football game there's nothing like being an sb ballad with our fans but it's also fun to go on the road and get booed i mean there's just something about that road dog mentality that that we also enjoy so it's going to be fun coach appreciate the time good luck on saturday absolutely thank you very much see you Ted. kevin reiner offensive coordinator offensive line coach joining us andy back to you thank you ted back here at wild wing cafe in chesapeake here with uh, coach ricky ronnie and uh, uh, your offensive coordinator, Kevin Reiner, a guy that you made the decision. Somebody had to step up. You made that decision to put him in there. And it's been up and down, but things have gotten slowly. You see the progress. It's getting better and better each week. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, one of the hardest things for him is having to uh, balance the fact of being the offensive line coach and the, and the play caller. And, and I think that uh, one thing that he's done a better job over the last few weeks is is being able to know what went wrong at the offensive line position to and being able to correct that. You know, he was always so good at making those adjustments uh, mid-game last year, and it just becomes harder when you're when you're not, when you're you know calling the plays and you're trying to see the whole thing so that you know what to call next and how to adjust and all those sort of things. So, like he talked about, there's a trust element with your other coaches and being able to say, all right, what were they and how did they play that, all those sort of things, and then being able to adjust off of that information so that you can you know, maybe look at the offensive line and get that information down to the other coaches on the field or the players on the field in order to make those adjustments. So I think that's one of the main things that we've done over the last few weeks that, that have helped us, uh, you know, make, make some improvements. Now you probably talked about this before, but how much more difficult, i got to imagine it's really a lot more difficult for it to kind of drop in your lap like it did for him. It's not a job he applied for. I mean, it wasn't something he came into the season looking for, and it just kind of happened, and now he's got to make all these adjustments. Yeah, but I do think that he's one of those type of people who's always preparing for these opportunities, and, and uh, uh, I think he's done a nice job of that throughout his career is, is, is a, you know, I'm going to do as great a job as I can at the job I have, but I'm always going to be preparing for for you know the next step in my career so that I am ready for it when it comes so I thought he did a nice job of that you know I could have gone with a number of different coaches there I think we have a great staff uh, I think that that's been the thing that we've done a really nice job of on the staff is is everybody um, stepping up and, and doing some things that have helped us um, and I, I just think that we're going to keep progressing throughout this year and it's it, it overall it's going to help us out 
Offense getting better week by week. We see the progression. We see things open up a little bit. One of the guys that really helped it open up last week, Javon Harvey. Seven catches last week. We have an interview with him coming up. We'll hear from him after this quick break. And then we'll be right back here. Wild Wing Cafe and the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Hey, Monarch fans. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group is a proud sponsor of ODU Athletics. We've made it our mission to lend peace of mind. We know that every borrower is unique, and we're dedicated to putting you first at every step of the loan process to help you reach your home buying dreams from one home team to another. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, LLC, NMLS 72043, is an equal opportunity lender located at 600 Lynn Haven Parkway, Suite 100, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23452. It's no longer about answering the most emails or pulling the most all-nighters. It's about prioritizing what's most important. Hey, Lexus, give me directions to Eagles Peak Hiking Trail. Calculating route. That's why the Lexus NX has an interface engineered to understand you and an available 14-inch touchscreen that's simpler and more intuitive. The Lexus NX. See Priority Lexus Newport News and Priority Lexus Virginia Beach. Availability and accuracy of navigation system depends on many factors. Data charges may apply. Domestic Fuels and Lubes is dedicated to providing their customers with the highest quality products along with fast and courteous service. They have grown over the last 35 years to be the largest locally owned and operated petroleum distributor in Southeast Virginia and Northeast North Carolina. Whether you require motor oils or lubricants for your business, pumps and tanks for your construction projects, gasoline or diesel for your fleet, serving the maritime industry or heating oil for your home, you can take comfort in knowing that they are there. Visit DomesticFuelsAndLubes.com or call 757 545 100 to get in the game with domestic for all your football needs keep the dial right where it is now espn radio 94.1 salter play action pass looking far side now he's flushed to the near side pointing looking and down he goes at the 24 alonzo ford had a better idea there 21 17 flames bennett is going to go down. A sack from the Monarchs. How about that? Again, it's Ford with a high valve jacked up sack. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show continues back to Wild Wing Cafe. In a moment, I'm Ted Alexander, pleased to be joined by Javon Harvey, number 18, the wide receiver, the Lake Taylor Titan. Good to see you, Javon. Nice to see you, too. What a game you had last week. Anything different leading up that gave you the feeling that, you know what, I'm going to be able to perform against Liberty? Uh, nothing different particularly. It was just the fact of coming out to practice every day, one and zero, getting better, and preparing, for, prepare, preparing and practice for the moments that you're going to see in the game. And you came up seven targets, seven catches, a career high, and made a real impact on the game, don't you think? Yes, sir. It, Go ahead. It's all just going one and zero, believing in the um, process. All eleven has to do do their job. I wouldn't be able to have them catches if it weren't for the line blocking or the quarter, quarterback delivering a perfect ball, or whatever. Not as easy as everybody thinks to catch that football. You've had a drop here and there. What's the best way to flush a drop and get ready to play the next play? It's, it's all what Coach Ronnie is preaching. Want to know, live the moment, be where your feet are, and just focus on the little de- details. You have to self-judge, too, as well as your coaches. When you go back and look at the film, what are you looking at to try and get better? Uh, just looking at what the small, like, being in a position I play, it's all about details. It's the little details that can impact or whether you break the corner off, get them off so you can fully extend for a catch or whether you don't, that's going to lead to a drop. Is it hard to realize when you're a younger player how important film study is and really studying the craft? Because I think you could just sit there and say, hey, I'm athletic, I can get open, throw me the ball. Yeah, it's really not, nah, yeah. Film is a major impact. you got to know defensive tendencies that's going to lead, like, you know the corner playing inside, oh, all right, I know he's trapping. It's just all film, it's, it's put together. It puts together uh, so you can do your job. How cool is it to study it on film, then see it happen on game day, you know what's going to happen, and you take advantage of it? Oh, it's cool. It's just it's like it's what you prepare for. It's, it's what you do. You go, before we come out here to practice, we're in the meetings, looking at film, looking at our plays, studying what we're going to do versus this defense. So when you just put it all together, it's, it's fun. That's how you have fun. That's how you enjoy the game. The other details, the hard part it isn't the game. The hard part is those moments that you're in the film study and the meetings that can lead up to the easy part. Talking with Javon Harvey, number 18, 
career-high seven receptions last game against Liberty, but people have really seen you this year on special teams. What about the special team mentality? You are always first or second to the ball. Yeah, uh, I'm just, I'm just, I just like to make plays. I mean, special teams, like, it's all a mentality. Like, people overlook that, but me, I take it as, like, honestly, it, it gives me momentum on offense. Like, knowing, knowing what I could do on defense, uh, not defense, on knowing offense. what I could do on special teams, it, lead, it, it gives me that momentum, that drive for offense, and that's just, that's just what it is. What mentality does a good special teamer have to have every single time? A dog. A dog mentality. That's, that's what you got to be. You got to be a special teams demon, and that's just, that's just what I like to do. And I have a feeling you got 10 other guys on that special teams unit that have the same mentality, and when it works for you and something positive happens, you bottle them up before the 20 or 25. What's that feeling like as a unit? As a unit, it's, it's good because we know, we know we got each other on that unit, like, as a as a bullet on punt, my other my other guys my other guy that's on the front line they're blo- they're they're protecting the punter. That's their first job, and then run down on cover. So knowing that knowing that they know I'm a dog and I can be able to do that, they can secure their job, and vice versa, I can secure my job just like knowing they're gonna do their job. It's all it's all like one and zero. Everybody do their job, and it, it leads to a team effort, team unit position, whatever. You had a lot of success at Lake Taylor in Norfolk. What made you think Old Dominion would be the place for you? Old Dominion, just when I first visited Old Dominion, it was it was relief. It was like it was a it was a I can't explain. They have pretty good. So you got a good, yeah. good tradition at Lake Taylor, yeah. and you want to go to a place that's starting a tradition. It's, yeah, it's like I wanted to I wanted to be different. Like I ain't, I didn't want to leave my state. I didn't want to leave my city. Like I want to I want to ball for the city. That's that's really what it is. What a, what it was. And what's it like? You got a new stadium over there performing in front of those folks at SB Ballard. Uh, that's that's love. Like in the city, my first game was first career start was in a new stadium for my city. Like that's love. Javon Harvey, appreciate the time. Best of luck against the Chanticleers on Saturday. Thank you, and I appreciate you as well. Andy, back to you. Thank you, Ted, and uh, I, I can tell you uh, as a former slow and too small not to be that fast receiver uh the most impressive thing to me is seven targets seven catches that's because nothing has nothing can go wrong when you're doing like that I mean, that's a thousand batting average more importantly though when you lose a guy like zach Koontz, that big of an a part of your offense how important how big is it for another person to step up into that that boy yeah, I mean, we have to have that. I mean, we got to have a, as many people as possible, you know, making plays. Um, and I think we have guys that can do that. I, I, I know that, uh, you know, you know, coming up here, you know, Isaiah Page is going to have a big game for us. You know, Jordan Bly is going to have a big game for us. You know, our, the other tight ends, Dante Anthony and Isaiah Spencer, are going to have big games for us. You know, I think that, uh, you know, we're going to break out in the running game here pretty soon, and, and, and those guys are going to have, you know, one of those games that uh, um, that we're used to around here and, and, and run the ball really, really well. And we know that, uh, you know, the – you know, guys like Zach and Ali and those guys are still going to make plays. You know, but we need that. We need everybody else to step up and, and continue to make those plays as, as much as possible because it just makes us more dynamic. You know, the more diverse you are, uh, you know, the harder it is to predict what you're going to do. You know, but ultimately it starts. It always starts up front. I know that sounds like a cliche, but those those five guys up front, you know, they've got to do their job first, and 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 they know that, and they take a lot of responsibility in that. All right, talking about Zach. Yeah, I, know, I know you're going to grimace, and I know what's going to come, but you know I have to do it. we got to ask, what is the status of the big tight end? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, Zach's obviously a very tough kid. Um, you know, he, he's, he, he's been uh, – he's battled other injuries that guys probably didn't even notice or, or see or that sort of thing, and he's battled through them and done really well. You know, for – we're gonna. We're hoping to get him back. Um, you know, we're hoping to get him back this week. He, he, he's done a nice job and, and been able to kind of show that uh, that's a possibility. So we're gonna we're gonna continue to keep getting him out there. You know, Justin Walker does a great job of making sure that uh, um, he gets all of our guys back. And, and we've had a bunch of guys that you know people don't even know if they're bang, they're banged up, and, and he's getting them out there and, and, and playing at a very very high level. So. Um, I, I trust that, and I know Zach and the rest of the team does as well, so we're ready to uh, get him out there on Saturday. 
right, you knew I had to ask. Yeah, I did. Somebody's going mean, to throw stuff at me if I don't. No, ask. no, no. I mean, every, 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 you know, everyone's going to ask. I mean, I get asked about it, you know, everywhere I go. You know, so I go to the grocery stores. You know, somebody asks me. You know, I mean, I go, I go anywhere. So I'm, I'm, at this point, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so hoping to get him back next week, and as we go into next week, it is time for our Lexus Look Ahead, brought to you by your local Lexus dealer, who invites you to test drive a luxurious Lexus today. Lexus, experience amazing. Coastal Carolina, undefeated, 6-0, 3-0 in the conference. Not all of those wins have been blowouts. In fact, very few of them have been blowouts. They've had some tight games. They've had some very close games where they won on the, like, towards the end of the game in the last minute last second play the myrtle hurdle people are talking about but they're coming in undefeated one of our what 15 i think the teams left undefeated in the country so going into this they got a good coach jimmy chadwell his fourth year fifth depending on if you count the interim season or not but experienced coaching staff good team what are you looking for to head back down to conway yeah i mean i mean obviously the uh they, they're a team that's found ways to win games. I mean, they've done a lot of different things. I mean, they're number one in the country in turnover margin. Um, so that's a, that's a huge deal for them. They've done very, very well there. You know, they've got a great quarterback who's a two-time defending player of the year um, in Grace McCall. Um, and I think that, you know, he's done a great job. But, you know, I, he can obviously throw it, but he makes a lot of plays with his legs. They do a nice job of, of uh, you know, incorporating, you know, option principles in their offense, but, but, you know, still running RPOs and doing some things like that. And then on defense, I think they do a really, really nice job of, A, creating turnovers like we talked about, but also just giving you enough different looks to where you have to prepare for different things. They've got a massive human being in the middle of their defensive line, um, and then they, they've got some, some guys you know, in the, in the back end that, that run and hit. So you know, it's going to be a great challenge for us. I think uh, it's, it's, it's something that our team is very, very excited to go down there um, and, and play them. And, uh, you know, they see this as an opportunity, um, you know, to go 1-0 this week. And, and I know we're all excited to be, you know, to come off this bye week and, and get going. And one of those guys on the back end, former Monarch, Lance Boykin. But for you guys defensively, explain a little bit how difficult it is, because they have this kind of spread option, how thin the margin for error is when you got to play 11-man football, when you got to account for all the 11 guys, including the quarterback running. It's such a thin margin for error when you have to do that, like, every play. Yeah, I think they do a nice job. I mean, in, in terms of the option, they, they do a great job of incorporating it just enough um, to make it, you know, hard to handle. And they do some great job of whether it's G option or whether it's trap option or, 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 or incorporating some different schemes that maybe you don't see as much uh, in today's modern football. So I think that that's, that, that's really the uh, – um, the genius in the offense and, and what they've done to, to uh, make themselves and differentiate themselves from everybody else. But the quarterback is who makes it go, right? I mean, that, you know, without him operating that thing, um, it might be a little bit different, you know. So he does a great job of, of operating the offense and running it exactly the way it's supposed to be run. Um, he's not going to allow you just to take free shots at him and hits on him and things like that. He knows when to get down. He knows when to, um, you know, when to push the limits and maybe try to run somebody over when it's for a first down or a touchdown. So he plays very, very smart that way, have a lot of respect for their head coach and, and what he does and, and the program he's built, you know, to be able to sustain these uh, these three seasons right here is, is, is an impressive feat. And, and just very bluntly, this is one of the reasons why um, we were so excited to join uh, the Sun Belt is because there are teams like this, you know what I mean, and, and, and teams that give our, our guys an opportunity to, um, you know, show out on a national stage. Uh, when you're looking at these guys, one of the first things that comes up, obviously we mentioned it several times, is the turnovers. But to dive into that, 17 takeaways, which is tops in the country. But the thing that, that got to me, when you look even further into that, you guys have 12 takeaways, which is actually 14th in the country, but it's 5th in the conference. 5th in the conference and 14th in the country. That means Coastal has 17, Georgia State has 15 takeaways, Louisiana has 14 takeaways. South Alabama, 13. Marshall's tied with us at 12. Liberty, by the way, has 15. How are we in such a conference where everybody just takes the ball away from everybody? Well, I think that that's the thing that is probably a misnomer right now is we haven't played that many conference games. So we're not taking it away from each other. We're taking it away from the rest of the country. And if you look at the amount of Power 5 opponents that the people that you just mentioned have played, 
you know, you're, they're taking it away from some pretty good people. You know what I mean? So uh, I think it will be interesting to see maybe how those numbers change because those same people that you're talking about, ourselves included, have been pretty good at taking care of the football. Um, so I think that that's something that, uh, you know, may change here as we get into conference play. There might not quite be as many turnovers and that sort of thing. But I think the one thing that you've seen is great effort and people running to the football. And when you run to the football, play with great effort um, and play with a tenacity, you're going to create your own luck and, and get some turnovers. Yeah, the football is so important. They name the game after it is uh, so the old saying goes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you know, I've been around some guys. You know, the ball is the program. They say, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you've got to uh, you, you've got to treat the ball with respect and 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 those sort of things. And you know, it, it's one of those things that you can't play scared, right? I don't want guys playing scared. I don't want the quarterback to play timid. I want him to play aggressive and get and and, and make calculated, you know aggressive decisions um, but what we've got to do in terms of you know you've got to make sure that you're carrying the ball the right way that you're securing the ball the right way that we own the ball on special teams and things like that that that's where the that's where the you know the key moments are so Grayson McCall we talked about him you're 70 percent 263 yards a game he's only got one interception and 15 touchdowns behind him though the running backs have been good for them it's been tough C.J. Beasley the Maury product uh, leads him 524 yards, but I mean, he wasn't supposed to be the guy at the beginning of the season. Their their running back had taken lots of injuries. Their running back room kind of looks like a field hospital at Antietam right now. They've got so many guys that are chipping in, but they've still found a way to get the yards on the ground. Yeah, they've done a nice job. Obviously, uh, local product, you know, doing really well there. Um, made it, you know, pretty nationally renowned play there, um, you know, to, to help them win a game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that that speaks to, you know, a program. And, I mean, we've been able to do that, too. Guys have been able to chip in when, when guys got down. And that's when you know you're running a, a great program and not just have great players or one great team uh, is when you have multiple guys that can, you know, produce when maybe a guy goes down. Wins over Army, Gardner-Webb, FCS, which actually was a very close game against Buffalo, Georgia State, and Georgia Southern, which was a last-second win. It was the Beasley hurtling over a guy less than a minute to go. Uh, wins and then at ULM biggest thing that stands out other than the turnovers the third down percentage they're way up there 49% on third downs but they're not perfect either last week just to throw this out here Chanticleers had 13 penalties for 130 yards themselves last week so you know they're not there's chinks in the armor to attack there well I think that you know you did point on it uh, third downs can be a key to this game um, absolutely you know, that's something that's going to happen. But I think, you know, one, one thing is, you know, we both played in some close games, you know, and, and we've both been part of the battle and the war, and uh, you, you, you pointed to it. I mean, that Gardner-Webb game, I mean, Gardner-Webb played really, really well in that game. Um, you know, Buffalo, that was a battle for him. Georgia State was a battle. Georgia Southern obviously came down late. But the, even uh, ULM, I mean, uh, got off, you know, the rails early for ULM scored, in that didn't game. didn't score a point in the second half in that game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Coastal played really, really well, scored on four, four scored four touchdowns on the first five drives. Um, but ULM battled, man, and they came back, and they, and they did a nice job. And what they did is they protected the football, and they dominated on third down. Uh, those were two things that they were able to do that, that, that uh, kind of changed the game there for them. All right, last thing before we take a break and come back. Everybody talks about the color of the field, and we heard, you know, Coach Wiener talking about that. And is, does it make any difference at all that you've been down there and you've seen the facility and you guys have been on the field once already? No. I mean, <laughs> I, I think the only thing that maybe makes a difference is we know, like, how long the walk is from the locker room to the field. Like, nothing's going to be there. But, I mean, it's a totally different feel. I mean, we had a ton of fans at the last game, right? And now I, something tells me, uh, you know, they might have the fan advantage on this one. So, I mean, it, you know, so it's just a little different deal. Um, obviously, it's a different environment going from a bowl game to, to being on the road. Um, but, you know, I've never been in a stadium where the stadium beat you, you know. So, I, I, I you know, it's, it's all about what happens in between those white lines. So, you know, just being able to know, you know, how the stadium's going to be and, and all those sort of things, yeah, maybe that helps us for the first, you know, seven seconds of that game. But after that, it's going to be, you know, how everything else we do. 
So you're telling me the turf monster doesn't really exist? No, no, no. This is uh, <laughs> this is going to be something totally uh, new and, and different, you know, for us. We, you know, we know this is going to be a different. Every place we go is going to be different, right? Every year is going to be different because just the way college football is nowadays. So we've got to be, you know, that one and no mantra that I know everyone's sick of is, is is probably more real now than it's ever been before. All right, we are coming up. One last break, and we'll come back here to wrap it up. Take a look around the Sun Belt. Tell you what's coming up here on the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show here at Wild Wing Cafe. Rain on Big Blue and Rain on Checkered Flag. As a proud sponsor of all things Monarch Sports, Checkered Flag is bringing its A-game by offering amazing new and pre-owned vehicles that are haggle-free, commission-free, and come with a three-day money-back guarantee. With over 17 brands to choose from and a new location on the peninsula, ODU fans know they can find the perfect vehicle to show off at the next tailgate. It's a match made in heaven. ODU, where winners play, and Checkered Flag, where winners buy. Hey Monarch fans, if your game plan for this season includes buying or selling a home, we have you covered. Howard Hanna is an official real estate partner of Old Dominion Athletics. Howard Hanna is the number one family owned and operated real estate company in the United States with 20 offices and over 700 sales associates and employees locally. Howard Hanna delivers a winning strategy to help make your home ownership dreams a reality. Make your next move with confidence with our exclusive 100% money back guarantee. Get in the game with Howard Hanna. We'll get you more. This is the time for tailgating. This is the time for football. Old Dominion Football. ESPN Radio 94.1. Wolf is going to try and throw it now. Dumps it off to Watson at the 20. Inside the 15. Blake Watson to the 10. The 5. Blake Watson leads. Touchdown, Old Dominion. Blake Watson. Catch, run, spin, and score. Blake Watson on the Monarchs getting that offense going. We are going to get it going for you early in the morning on Saturday. It is inside Monarch Nation at 9.30 a.m. We're talking with hoops coach, women's hoops coach, Delisha Milton-Jones and Amari Young. They got a big season coming up. We'll kick things off to the Toyota pregame show at 11 a.m. We'll talk to Kadir Kunta and Tyree Bibby at 11 a.m. pregame show. Kickoff at noon. Wow, that's probably coach. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's our first one of those, right? So that's going to be a different deal. We, I got kind of used to those. You know, this is what I played in. All my games are kicked off at noon. So, you know, it was, it was kind of nice. You know, you get done and uh, get to watch the, the night games and all that sort of stuff. So I'm kind of excited to be able to get up, have breakfast, go play. Credit to a uh, little-known fact behind the scenes, the managers who come out and set up all the, the sidelines and get the locker rooms ready, those guys are going to be out there like – probably leaving the hotel around 4 30 in the morning i mean they're they're, they're gonna get up early yeah they're gonna do a lot of that work they do a lot of that work at least in the uh, locker room you know the night before and all that sort of stuff but um yeah i mean it's 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 great and then you know it is gonna be a little bit of change our guys gotta know they gotta get their sleep you know really the the really important sleep is tomorrow night and then obviously the, the friday night is as well but you know that that's gonna be uh it's gonna be great to get up and and, and play a new game that's that's to me that's always been college football Monarchs shot the clears coming up at noon on Saturday. Join us here on the ODU Sports Radio Network for everybody here. Coach Ricky, Ronnie, Al, Rico, Richie back at the station. Thanks for joining us. Stay around. Game coming up noon Saturday. Shot the clears and Monarchs right here on the ODU Sports Radio Network. You've been listening to the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show. Special thanks to all our 12th Monarch fans for supporting tonight's show. We'd also like to thank our host location, Wild Wing Cafe, serving up hot wings, cold beer, and good times. Tonight's Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show was brought to you by Team Monarch Partners. Pepsi, the official soft drink of ODU Athletics. Pepsi, that's what I like. Cox Business. Cox Business Cloud Solutions offers a suite of cloud services to help you get the most out of your IT environment. Learn more at coxbusiness.com slash cloud.
The Virginia Lottery, $11 billion to Virginia's K-12 public schools since 1999. The Virginia Lottery, a win for education. ODU Online, home or away, ODU Online makes it easy to take your classes with you. Visit oduonline.edu slash team to learn more. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. Atlantic Bay lends peace of mind by putting you first every step of the way. Optima Health and Centera Healthcare. At Optima Health, we improve health every day by providing members with quality, cost-effective health care. And Chartway Credit Union. Chartway awards $25,000 every year to the ODU Athletic Scholarship Fund for our student-athletes' pursuit of excellence. Chartway, the official credit union of ODU Athletics. Broadcast coverage of the Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is authorized by ODU Sports Properties, a division of Playfly Sports Incorporated, and is intended solely for the private use of our audience. Any rebroadcast or other use of the accounts and descriptions without the expressed written consent of ODU Sports Properties or Old Dominion University is prohibited. The Ricky Ronnie Coaches Show is a presentation of ODU Sports Properties in association with ESPN Radio 94.1, your home for ODU Sports and Max Media. Follow all your favorite Old Dominion University sports anytime, 24 hours a day at ODUsports.com. This is the ODU Sports Radio Network.